Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to On the Bench. I am Brendan Sinone. As promised, yesterday uh, we have a special guest on today's OTB. It is the CEO of Seminole Boosters, Michael Alford. Michael, welcome to On the Bench yet again, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, Brendan. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I'm excited for uh, for a little FSU Miami action this weekend. Looking forward to that, and uh, I'm I'm sure you are too. This is going to be your first your first home game with Miami at, at Doak, right? No doubt that, you know, you go back and, and having been a son of a father who was a college coach and just kind of growing up in this business, right? You, you go back to the great games and you grew up on them. I remember in college uh, working it out with Coach Polk at Mississippi State that, hey, Coach, practice needs to be done. Our fall ball practice needs to be done by 2.30 because we're in Mississippi, 2.30, so we can catch the 3.30 Florida State-Miami game. <laughs> Get us back to our apartments uh, back in the 90s. You know, my favorite my favorite play of all time that, that is just in, ingrained in my head is Mac Fryer's, Matt Fryer's catch on the sideline against Miami and taking it to the house and to see his speed, being a receiver, seeing his speed break away uh, on that catch. You know, it's just just great moments, and I can't wait to, to see a, a dope Campbell Stadium brought to life with the Canes in town. What has it been like for you this year? And, and last year was so weird for, for so many reasons, but with the pandemic to, to see Doak having, you know, having crowds with people enjoying themselves, getting to campus and kind of be able to show the the things that you guys are doing as boosters to, to elevate the experience. What's that been like so far this season for you? Well, it's been great. You know, it's been great just walking in the concourse, talking to our fans um, getting feedback, uh, sharing with them what we're bringing in the future, some of our visionary uh, elements that are going to uh, help their game experience and improve what we're trying to do and improve their experience. for Because it's a commitment when they come to town. As you know, we, uh, you've heard me talk about this before. We're a $100 million revenue driver to Leon County, uh, Leon County and Tallahassee community. Mm-hmm. And 60% of our fan base travels over three hours to get here on a Saturday. So that is a monetary commitment and a time commitment. So it's on us to make sure that we're doing our part and making sure that game experience and fan experience is top notch and accustomed to uh, and worth their travel. So it's something we're really working on and proud uh, that we've got some great partners who are helping us. Since you arrived here, I believe it was last July. So it's been, been about a year and a half. Uh, there's been a lot of initiatives that you've taken, and, and we've seen a lot of great numbers in terms of, of growth of, of booster contributions. Uh, but just collectively, Michael, it might be tough to, to pinpoint it to one thing. Uh, what are you most pleased with right now of the state of, of Seminole Boosters and, and I guess something that's grown or changed uh, during your time here? Without a doubt, is the response we have received to joining the annual fund. 
We're not there yet, uh, but the annual drive is part of our long-term plan to increase our investment in the athletics program because uh, it all goes to support our student athletes. It supports their academic, their athletic, their life goals of 500 plus student athletes. And a lot of people don't realize we're a self-sustaining athletic department. I mean, it costs us about $60,000 per year per scholarship athlete that we pay to the university. Um, so without that core group of donors, none of that is possible. And so every, something I talk about, uh, I was speaking at an engagement down south in Tampa area the other day to a group, and, and I reminded them that every time a student athlete gradu- graduates, they should feel a little part of that. Uh, because we are providing those resources. Every time Coach Corian wins an ACC championship in soccer, they should have some pride, of course, in that, but understand that their monetary commitment and assistance allowed us to provide the resources for that championship to occur. So behind every one of those achievements, accomplishments, there's a group of donors being self-sustaining. So I just want to thank everyone who is a member of Seminole Boosters for for allowing us to make a difference in these student athletes' lives. Uh, to give you a little summary of last year, you know, we were we got up to twelve thousand donors, you know, where we were just at nine thousand when I got here in the first year. So we added a great group of donors to over two thousand new donors. Really proud that eight hundred fifty plus upgraded their giving from the previous year. So uh, we reached our revenue goal. And by reaching our revenue goal, it allows us, one, to fully fund all the scholarships. It allowed us to renovate the Moore Center weight room, all new equipment, weights, flooring, which impacts every single team that we have. Uh, due to some donor support, uh, Bruce and Ann Harrell, we were at the football hype tunnel. Um, we're in CD phase of the football facility. We've brought in legends to enhance our our student athlete dining, which is very important, uh, something that we're trying to do and, and set us ourselves apart right now is the science of the nutrition elements for our student athletes. So there's a lot going on. We just had a campaign and, and did soccer and softball video boards will be going in for the student athlete experience and the fan experience in August. So something I'm really proud of is just the support of what the vision that we've laid out and the partners that we formed with our donor base to, to allow us to make a difference in, in these student athletes experiences. Chris, Chris knee has not been able to join me today. He's picking up his, his son from school right now, but he, he wanted me specifically. I'm going to cross this off the list of questions to ask about uh, updates on softball scoreboards for softball and soccer. So, <laughs> right. so check, check it off the boxes here. Those two programs, Lonnie and coach Corian do such an amazing job of a team culture. Um, that and then you go see what they got to compete against, recruiting wise. You know, go to North Carolina, go to some of these places with uh, what the soccer facilities are there. And we have a great soccer facility, but the student athletes deserve it, and the fans that support that program deserves the, the very best. And that's something that we're we're proud to say that our fan base has stood up for both those programs and allowed us to make this happen for them. I've seen like firsthand, like just walking around campus, like when there's a softball game and you know, be with a ranked opponent, the atmosphere for, for those contests is really mm-hmm. cool. How, uh, you know, people talk about, you know, whether uh, a sport's a revenue sport or a non-rev sport and, and athletics so much. I think you lose sight, like of, of what it does for the community. It's not just, you know, parents that show up. There's, uh, right. there's students and, um, 
friends and, and beyond family members, just people in, in Tallahassee that show up and, and watch all the sports. Um, and so that's why it's so cool to see the commitment uh, that's widespread uh, throughout the, the entire athletic department. 100% correct. You know, our goal always is to support the educational mission of the university, but also our goal every year is to provide championship level support for championship teams and student athletes. And we can't do it without the passionate fans and donors who step up and, uh, and allow us to make that happen. Something that you mentioned earlier. So for the, ind- the scholarship for you know, an individual student athlete, about $60,000 up 15, 20 years ago, that number was what? Probably like uh, maybe a third of that. For, for <laughs> probably. The probably about $10,000. That's in. incredible for, you know, that much for it to go up that much in, in that period of time. Um, but what, I guess what, that's something that you work guys are working towards as a, as a booster at both FSU as an athletic program. And for some of the boosters to, we talk about you know, scholarship endowment and, and what that means. Like what is the ultimate goal for you guys in terms of, of being able to, to pay for these, these scholarships in, in different ways? Yeah. And just joining the, the annual fund, uh, just joining Seminole boosters at any level. Uh, that's something I'm very proud to say is we've got our membership levels up to 12,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40% of those members are non-season ticket holders. And oh. we've had a huge jump in that area. It's the highest number that we've had in many, many, many years going back and looking. And that speaks to our message that, yes, you may not be able to buy tickets, but you can help us support these student athletes' life goals, whether that's educationally, what they're doing athletically, what we're able to provide them, life skills programs and leadership opportunities. So when our when you see someone graduate, you should all take pride in that uh, because you know as a donor that you had an impact on what we were able to provide that student athlete. With this being the beginning of you know, your annual campaign, uh, I think the number going around right now is that 2%, and you correct me if I'm wrong, please, that 2% yeah. of of FSU graduates currently are athletic boosters. I guess, uh, how does that number compare to you know, other programs in similar footprint in, in areas mm-hmm. Florida State? And I guess, where, where's the goal for you guys, I guess, this year and, and then long term? Oh, long term, a lot of goals. But right now, even getting up to 12,000, we had such a great year. We still rank sixth in the ACC for the number of annual donors. We have the largest living alumni base by over 50,000 within our own conference. North Carolina is second. We have 380,000 living alumni. So athletic giving is less than 2% of our living alumni. So if we want to be the best, if we want to earn championships, we must have a championship approach in everything we do. And that begins with our ability to support our program because those funds go to support the scholarships, joining the annual fund. Those funds go to allow us to, to have the resources to put in a new weight room that affects all 20 programs, allows us to be able to put in life skills programs for these student athletes. It goes to the operational, the way the nutritional needs of these student athletes. It allows us to make a difference there. So that is where the funds by joining the annual fund is going. It is going to 100% support these student athletes and the ability that the resources we're allowing them or providing them to be successful in all their endeavors. Since it's basketball season, hoops just, uh, men's hoops just tipped off last night. Basketball just had a facility update not too long ago, but any plans Mm -hmm. of what you guys want to do with, with men's hoops and, uh, to support Coach Ham? 
Oh, 100%. I had a meeting with Coach Ham and Coach Sue the other day, and, and actually we have people on campus today meeting with both of them. Nice. Um, I'm looking at recruiting paths. They have a recruiting path in their practice facility uh, that has not been updated since 2012. Uh, the timeline stops at 2012. I want to say we've had a few a few great players and some accomplishments come through since then. Yes. Um, so, so we're just kind of looking at the recruiting path, everything, everything in facility and vision that I talked to our coaches about is how it impacts, number one, the current student athlete, number two, how it impacts the incoming student athlete. What can we do to, to make a difference in what they're competing against? So we have a design team in today, um, working with them, getting ideas about how what do they need to set their two programs apart long-term. Not, hey, let's do something here that will make a difference over the next three weeks, but let's let's see what we can do long-term for these programs to be extre- continue to be extremely successful five, 10 years from now. What are we going to do that's going to make a difference? Um, so we're working with them on there and we have some ideas uh, we've presented to them and getting feedback and, and all of that takes time because then we'll put together a campaign around it. But before the campaign, we got to have a vision of exactly what they need to yeah. be successful. And that's what we're working on right now. And we're doing that with several programs. I'm talking to, to, to our baseball program about what, what do they need to be successful. Volleyball, what Coach Poole does in volleyball over in Tolly Gym with that facility is amazing to me that he's a top 20 program every year. Um, we're talking to him long-term, what do you need to be successful? So it's about just putting together a plan of what is needed, a long-term vision, and then consistently knocking off or checking those boxes of those facilities uh, so that all your programs can be successful and you're continuously upgrading your facilities for your programs. You mentioned baseball. I know a lot of people uh, talk, well, you know, fan base will talk about Dick Hauser Stadium and, and the need for renovations there or what to do with it. I guess any any insight you can offer us on on baseball and plans to to help out what's what's been just a, a rock solid program, obviously for for decades now. Yeah, we once again you look where he's recruiting against. Florida just uh, built their new facility. You go up to Athens. You look at, of course, Mississippi State has the the best facility in the country. Um, I just toured Miami's baseball facility to see what they did. So we're just looking at, at our peers and, and want to keep up. Um, you, you call it keeping up with the Joneses, right? But it, it literally is. And it's what are we doing or what little things can we do? Uh, but then what can we plan for long term to have success for that program and to give those students and that program the facilities and the resources they need and deserve to be successful and compete at a national level? So uh, we're just formulating a plan around that. Um, if you ask me, you know, there are some updates I want to see to the baseball facility, but when we do it, we want to do it first class and do it right the first time. So we're doing some research on that as well. I really appreciate Michael that you're always willing to say, Hey, there's someone out there that this is what we're competing against facility wise. You don't sugarcoat it that way. It's a realistic viewpoint. And I think uh, hopefully people listening to that are, are appreciative of it as well. You're not putting your head in the sand and saying, you know, we're, everything's fine. We don't have to keep evolving in these areas. Like that's your, your job and you're very realistic about it. It's appreciated. Uh, so, so people are probably uh, hearing, hearing you talk about facility updates and keeping up with the Joneses and, you know, most of this 
podcast listenership is in love with FSU football. Mm-hmm. And, and so I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, we talked about the football ops facilities right. previously, uh, any updates on where that is in terms of breaking ground? And I guess the, mm-hmm. you know, what you guys have, so that's one part of the question. Is, is there going to be a, a date for groundbreaking at this point uh, that you have lined up? And then two, uh, just uh, any updates in terms of, of what you guys have added to uh, fundraising for that? Uh, th- thanks for bringing it up. I haven't been asked that question in the last four hours. <laughs> So I appreciate I, I had multiple people say, hey, ask Michael about, I've got like three text messages since this morning when I was asking around for different ideas. Ask about football facilities. I know, very original of me. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, we're in construction design phase, CD phase, mm-hmm. uh, which allows us uh, to also do construction documents. And so we design it, then we come up with construction documents, and then we go to bid. That's a 10 to 12 month process. Populous is actually, it's funny. I got Jack Porter, who's the best um, storyteller in my eyes, who's looking at a master plan for our facilities, graphics, and telling our story and recruiting. And they're in town. Uh, Populous, our sports architects, are in town today, um, also talking about the new football locker room and Bill Campbell that starts um, as soon as the season's over and renovating it. Uh, so that will be done by spring practice when our student athletes return. Uh, be walking into a new up-to-date locker room because we need that to recruit for them until we get the football-only facility built. Mm-hmm. But we we have raised about fifty-four million uh, for that facility. We're in construction uh, document phase, so we don't know a, a final price. I can count tile and, and give a good estimation, uh, but we're working on that right now. And that's a 10 to 12 month process waiting for coach. We'll have a lot of input as soon as the season's over into what's going in that facility. And um, then we'll be able to send that out to bid to a construction company as we continuously raise money uh, for it. But we've had good success. People are stepping up. You know, our, our plan also includes a stadium redevelopment and improving the fan experience at Doak along with the football facility. Uh, you know, there's a stat and this is this is my research. But of the 65 Power 5 programs, 58 have a dedicated football facility or at least space uh, to enhance their student-athlete experience. And then renovating the Moore Center to enhance the student-athlete experience will also be a priority. So it's going really well. Uh, we're getting there. We're, only two ACC schools don't have a football facility, us in Miami. Um, so it, it also allows us, by building that facility, to give football what they need, but you don't know the impact it's going to have on the other 19 sports is going to be dramatic because it allows them their better weight room times, better training room times in the Moore Center uh, so they can schedule their classes a little bit more lenient to their schedule. So it's it has a, an impact on all of our programs. But I can tell you it's going really well. Uh, people are receptive and we're having a lot of success and I'm excited to roll out some of the things that are going to be in that building as soon as we go through this next phase. I was going to make a joke about my Miami not having a hundred yard indoor uh, practice facility, but I will restrain myself and be professional. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of football, the direction of the football program currently, people that listen to this podcast know that I've been adamant and say, you know, Mike Novella at, think he's doing a really good job coaching with some deficiencies and this is a program that's had a lot of change the last couple of years and there's something to be said for stability uh there's 
I think a good portion of the fan base, Michael, understands that. I think there's some, and maybe even a vocal minority that, that isn't happy. Uh, for you, you get to work with Mike Norvell much closer than I do, and then anyone on the outside looking in does as well. Thoughts on, on him, his vision right now, and, and the job that he's doing for this program and the vision he, I guess, he has long-term for FSU. No, I just, just got off the phone with him a little while ago about uh, a few things going on uh, this weekend. So it's, you know, you talk about long-term and investing in football, and that, that is part of our revenue strategy for the entire department and everything that we do, of course. But we're moving in the right direction. I understand sometimes the scoreboard doesn't reveal that, but we we needed a culture change, and we can see that change happening on and off the field. Uh, you see a huge difference in effort amongst our players. You know, I love to go to practice for 10 or 15 minutes, and especially in times like this when teams are struggling, and look at the the body language of the players, and, and they, they are full throttle. You see the fight and the effort has not left. And he's establishing accountability and accountability culture, and I'm a big believer in, a, in culture wins and the things that he's installing into that program for the long term. It has us in the right direction. And you see the accountability side because football seen the highest team GPA for three straight semesters. Um, and, and with an established culture of accountability and effort, you move into stability and depth. And, and that's kind of the next step he's installing, which will allow the coaches to develop not only our current student athletes, but the recruiting going on and how well it's going, it's going to create the depth. And, and those are programs that our donors invest in. And it's, no, it's very – he and I laugh because it's very similar what we're doing on the annual fund side. We're trying to get our donor base up to the numbers that allows us to create some kind of stability every year into our program. And then we're allowed to go out and do these facility projects and get even higher, higher uh, a group of donors to join us and partners with us, which creates the depth. So mm-hmm. it, it's a lot in the same, uh, the same mind frame that, that he and I are going about um, trying to make a difference in our programs. But you talk about football as well. People don't realize something like 82% of our roster are, are either freshmen or sophomores, so, so underclassmen, and like 68 are, tr- are freshmen all in. So it's it's an amazing what he's doing uh, right now. But uh, you see the effort and accountability on that team, and he has us pointed in the right direction. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and I haven't articulated it up to this point. Like, this is a likable team. I know they're, they're, they're struggling with wins and losses, but – like this team does play hard and there is effort. And to me, man, like that's, that's progress. Uh, it's a team that I think I wish everyone saw like just how, just saw that aspect of it. Like it's a team that does play really hard and yes. and is likable. It hasn't always been that way. And, so and young progress. Well, it was second year in a row where the youngest team in, in uh, power five football and young. Yep. There's a yeah. replenishing and a reloading going on, as you said. Uh, all right. L- last thing, Michael, a- anything Oh, you guys are starting your annual campaign, any campaign, anything that you want to, uh, to promote right now before I let you go? No, we just want to thank everyone for their support. Thank each and every supporter and just ask for their continued support, continued investment in our vision. It's so important that, uh, we're, you know, the vision that we're laying out and the plans for the future that we're laying out need support and just to help us be a championship program and, and more importantly, provide those winning edge resources to our student athletes. Because at the end of the day, we're here to support the educational mission of the university to graduate our student athletes. We graduate them at a high 85%, which is higher than the student body. 
We have a 3.3 department GPA, which is higher than the student body. We're doing the right things. Kids are graduating, going to class, and making a difference in their community and serving over 5,000 hours in the community service. So you got a great group of student athletes here that need support, and the way to support them is by joining the annual fund. And if people want to to go ahead and do that, I guess, where would you direct them to go? And I will provide a link uh, on the story later on Friday morning when we, we go ahead and post this. Yes, uh, best. We just wrote out a new website. It makes it real easy. I, uh, trust me, I got a lot of emails about fixing the website. And that was <laughs> when I first got here. I even when I joined the boosters, I went online. It's like, all right, this one, this one, the easiest thing that was ever done. <laughs> we need to make this a lot more convenient. But go to boosters.fsu.edu. Uh, I tease Daryl Beach, who, who uh, handles our marketing, is just doing just a marvelous job of our social media. And our social media is up 400 um, percent. This is a way we communicate with our donors. Um, but she wrote out a new website. And we're taking all kinds of currency. I said, all right, are we taking the loony? Are we taking the Canadian loony yet, Daryl? <laughs> we, we will take anything. But um really excited about what she's doing and the new website should make it very convenient but boosters.fsu.edu or you can just go um to seminoles.com and there's a link there as well dogecoin uh bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) you name it we're gonna figure out a way to take it all right michael thank you so much for joining me here on the bench really appreciate it uh let's uh let's keep our fingers crossed for a, a fun game this weekend against the u huh no doubt, Brennan. Thank you. It's always great to talk to you. I appreciate all you do. I appreciate all the support you give us and the support you give our student athletes by getting our message out. And thanks to you and your group and thanks to everyone listening. Uh, go Knowles and let's get the Canes this weekend. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.